Hi, you're listening to the introductory edition of the Sam Foundation podcast. Today we're talking to Gareth Morlicks about his new album, Kiss of the Diamondback. My name's Elmer Plotz, and as we're listening, we are hearing the instrumental break off from the song, Break Even. Welcome, Gurf. I like the new album. Uh, been listening to it. Of course, my, my first, you probably get this a lot, but the uh, first response after listening to it is sort of like, uh, are you okay? <laughs> I, think, I think that happens on every record. Yeah. Um, um, and of course I am. I'm a happy guy. Um, but this was done during the pandemic. And the songs were written before the pandemic, um, although I was totally aware there could be a pandemic. Um, but this is a thing that happens to me and to other songwriters. Um, you just kind of write something, and then all of a sudden you, you realize that it's something else. And uh, somebody listened to the album and said they, they thought it was like half love songs and half pandemic songs. And, and I went back and listened. And I went, oh, man, I think you're right. Well, the, the one that the title's taken from, Kiss of the Diamondback, from Geniuses. Yeah. It sounds like uh, somebody describing a suicide. Well, it's a, it could be that. It could be a dream. Uh, it could be anyone, you know? Yep. Um, you know, we, we're songwriters. We, uh, we imagine things. Hmm. Now, one of the things I noticed with this album was it seemed like there was sort of a very steady, deliberate beat. Every song had pretty much a straight beat. As an as a non musician myself, uh, it seemed you know, and uh, very very deliberate, almost in some respects, a sense of like a march without being a march. You know, every mm-hmm. song, uh, rhythm wise, and it seems like uh, you really stripped things down for this record. Well, do you think that all my albums have that same thing? There are elements of that on, on, on a lot of your albums, but this one particularly. Because uh, I like sparseness. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, I think over the years, you know, I've been putting out records for 20 years now, and I think over the years I've gotten sparser and sparser. I'm, I'm sparsifying. Um, and that's kind of a conscious effort, just eliminating the stuff that's not necessary for the for the song or for the piece of art hopefully um so i'm carving that back and then also this one was done uh although a couple of the drum tracks were done in january um mostly it was done me by myself in my home studio uh during the the black plague you know so uh so it has a sort of a solitary feel to it for sure i'm stripping it down and it i i agree that it has a uh, pandemic sound to it trying to ignite in the wee hours I have no choice like air to the lungs a song must be sung I'm searching hard And that is an excerpt from Hammer 
from Kiss of the Diamondback. Now, given that you you've put this out, you can't tour really at the moment. Uh, for a long time, probably. Right. And uh, how would things change for you? I mean, has this been devastating financially, or is it? Are you you know able to survive you know by doing some recording and at least getting something back? Uh, how, how has that affected you that way? Well, I'm I'm probably I'm not going to tour until there's until it's safe for everyone. So that means a, a vaccine that's that's really effective. And I don't see that coming anytime soon. Um, you know, it could be another year or more. I don't know. Um, but I've been doing this for a long time. And I'm, you know, if I tighten the belt, I'm not going to lose my home. Uh, I'm not going to run out of money for groceries. Uh, I'll, I'll be okay. I worry more about uh, some of these 30-year-olds that are paying rent, you know, in an expensive city and living month to month on their gigs. And I don't know what they're doing. Um, I'm going to get through this somehow. Um, and, and I started selling copies of kiss of the diamondback. So I'm, I'm getting a little money from that. And that's, that's helping a lot because we got to pay bills, but, uh, but I'll, I'll be okay. One of the good things about recording in your own home studio is you've already got everything there. So you don't need to pay like additional studio costs, yeah. which is a, a huge benefit for for doing that kind of approach. I'm so lucky to have that here and to be able to work. You know, what if you were, you know, like uh, ensconced with someone who you didn't really uh, enjoy their company and you couldn't do anything other than, I don't know, read or, or, you know, watch Bonanza all day, you know, who knows? Um, I'm, I'm pretty lucky to, to be able to work. Uh, I started recording in January and I finished this album, Kiss of the Diamondback, and then I had more songs and more time. And I thought, well, I'll just keep going. And I ended up recording two albums worth of material. And so I finished the album after this. And now I've finished three songs for the next album after that. So I'm getting ahead of myself here. But um, all the fences are down. There's no rules anymore because of this pandemic. And uh, and. There's no reason I couldn't put out an album uh, and and then put another one out six months later. You know, you used, used to have this rule about every two years or so, and uh, but the, the rules are all suspended. And uh, back in the 60s, they used to put out two albums a year, it seems like, yep. under some of their contracts. They weren't always the best albums, but they could do it. Nope, but I just figured I would take advantage of this time at home. You know, I'm usually not at home that much during the year. And uh, and I thought, well, if, if I have the songs, I might as well record them. And so I'm still recording and writing. Um, I'm just I'm taking advantage of the, of the time. It's a good time to create. Now, looking at the CDs, the packaging, they look like they're of a theme. Same colors. Uh, I'm talking about Impossible Blue followed by Kiss of the Diamondback. Yeah, they, uh, they pretty they, similar in they, in graphic they approach. Incorporate blue, <laughs> but the uh, and it feels like you know a little bit an extension from one one album into the next. Uh, I think it's always that way. I feel that way anyhow. 
So how do you approach writing songs? You said, you know, it's imagination. Do you, do they come to you in your dreams? Do you sit down and make yourself write? How do your songs come to you? Uh, well, you know, I realized a year or two ago that um, I stay up late. I'm just, I've, I've been doing that since I was in high school. I, I'm up till three, four in the morning every night. And, uh, and I realized a while back that almost all of my songs, pretty much all my songs, uh, have been written between midnight and 3 a.m. And so this is this is my time. This is when my filters go down and I hopefully get my better ideas and uh, and my, my, my brain is just more open to stuff. It's, a lot of people, it's the morning, you know. A lot of writers wake up and write, you know. But I, I write before I go to sleep and I try every night. Uh, and if I don't get something, I'll work on something I've already written and try to make that better. Uh, so that's my um, creative period. So I go in every night and, and try to find something, and I'm I'm just looking for anything. Uh, you know, you got to have your antenna up, and it could be a, a line from a book or a magazine or a, a overheard conversation. It can be anything that just uh, strikes an emotional response, and then I. I kind of look for some more of those and then I try to piece them all together. And, you know, sometimes I'll just write out um, phrases as I hear them, uh, as they, as I think of them or as I hear them and, and I'll have a big long list of them. And I go back and look at that list sometimes late at night and, and realize like, you know, like this one, this one, this one, this one, this one all fit together. You know? And th- then you got to start on a song. And uh, when you're doing this, is it easier to do it at home than it is when you're on the road? Yeah, I can't ever write on the road. Um, I've had ideas driving down the highway in the car, and sometimes I'll you know sing those into the phone or something. But uh, I, I like being at home in a in a quiet place by myself and and late at night. Speaking of being at home, uh, another thing: the hurricane down in Texas is that coming anywhere near you? No. Um, Matter of fact, it didn't even really affect Houston, and it was only 40 or 50 miles to the east of Houston. Um, we got nothing out of it. We got no rain. We could have used the rain. Uh, but they got slammed in Lake Charles and, and coastal Louisiana there near the Texas border. And, uh, boy, those people are hurting. Yeah. Now, usually one of your things you do every summer is come up to Canada. You weren't able to do that this year. No, I'm a political prisoner. <laughs> um, it's I've always told people that's what I live for. It's going up to my cabin in Canada in the summertime, and and that's where I've written most of my songs. Um, but uh, unable to go, and I never foresaw the fact that I wouldn't be allowed into any other countries because I'm an American, and I just think they have bungled the handling of this pandemic worse than 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 possible almost it's i i just i'm just flabbergasted at how poorly they've handled this this thing and it's affected me uh in in tremendous ways and that's one of them it can bring you down if you think about it a lot and i i tend to think about it a lot which can lead to depressing songs yeah uh that's that's where songwriting comes in handy you can you can use those emotions you know everything you know i said i imagine things but i've every every song i've ever written every line i've i've 
been through that stuff at some point in my life and I've been around a long time and, uh, and uh, you know, I, I've never wanted to commit suicide, but I've considered what that feels like, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> so all of that is, is in my lexicon. Now, uh, as far as the songs on this album, do you have any that you would pick as a favorite? And I, you know, I like them all. <laughs> They're all your own kids. Yeah, it's 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 impossible. But I, the only thing I have to go on is what people tell me they like about them. And uh, a lot of people like geniuses. They they tell me they respond to that first line first of all. Definitely. She said, "I only sleep with genius." Also, I'm really partial to uh, the last song, uh, Is There Anyone Out There? Right. That is probably the most pandemic of all the songs. And uh, it's just about absolute loneliness, you know. Love machine to the Western Islands, Giant's Tomb. Go home, bay, honey harbor, out to the watchers. Anybody going my way? The curve of the earth, I see only water in the direction. I gotta go It's beyond hope It's beyond logic There's more to it Than I'll ever know Ghosts are restless Calling my name They mispronounce it just the same I hear it floating on the midnight air then it's gone like it was never there so I like that but I, I really like them all and then uh, if you were perfect I mean it's a great love song it is I, I really like that song and it's so naked that I had to uh, um I had to be really careful at writing it because I, uh, because it's just out there by itself. There's, you know, I mean, I, Gene Elders put this amazing string section on it, and I'm just blown away every time I hear that. Uh, but still, the song stands out there naked, and uh, I, I took extra care in the lyrics to that one just to make sure it was as 
as good and strong as it could possibly be. And so I love that song. That's that's another one of my favorites. There's beauty and everything you do seems impossible to me that you never had a clue. Your doubts would disappear like smoke into the blue if only you knew I love you just because you're you If you were perfect you wouldn't have the same allure without your flaws you wouldn't seem so demure your rough edges that make you feel so insecure are what draw me in that's for sure you might not be polished but you're pure so uh it's going to be a while probably before anybody gets a chance to see you do it live and in person uh I probably should have checked this before we talked, but have you been doing any uh, any remote, you know, live on the web kind of things? No, I haven't. I've been holding off. And the reason I've been holding off is because I see so many of them and so many of them look bad and sound bad. And I, you know, even some of my friends are doing them and, uh, and I'll, I'll look in on it and the sound is garbled or the video seizes up or something. And so I... I resisted on that. And then I agreed to do one with my friend, Mary Gaucher a couple of weeks ago, and she's been doing them weekly and she has the technology down and she said, Oh, it'll be easy. And, uh, uh, and then after spending six hours the day before trying to get everything set up, uh, the technology defeated us. And I'm still not sure if it was something wrong on my end or their end or a bad piece of gear. Uh, I had to buy a special piece of gear to, to do this thing. And we failed. And that's exactly why I haven't been doing them. I know it's been interesting watching, well, Greg Kleima, he's been doing them on a fairly regular basis. Mm-hmm. And he's sort of, uh, he keeps getting better at it every week. So, so now he's gotten, so he's pretty proficient at it and puts on a, it's on a fun show. Uh, he's got a filmmaker friend who works with him a lot, who's really helped make it work, though. That's one of the things that's helped him. Well, I think you do get better with with things you do regularly. Hopefully, that's just, that's the way it should be. And and I think Greg's songwriting gets better every time I hear him. Oh, absolutely. So that's a goal, you know. And I, I think my albums get better. I, I hopefully I think the songs get better. I can't really have perspective on that but i i know the sound of my records gets better with every one and, and you want that creative growth and and so that should happen with with someone doing weekly live streams but i on my first one where i uh, i thought i had plenty of time i i sound checked the day before the show and 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 we failed miserably and i it soured me on the experience now, uh, we mentioned earlier while we were talking about technology, uh, have you put any of your music up on things like Spotify? Uh, yeah, my, my past records are up there. And uh, this one here, uh, I'm flying blind and I'm doing this completely on my own. And so I haven't 
released it digitally yet in any way. I just decided to just, uh, I, I just don't know what I'm doing in this modern technological world. Uh, so I decided, I decided to sell it on the website to my fans first, and that's the only place it's available still. And soon I'm going to have to start thinking, you know, do I want this on Spotify? Do I want it on iTunes? Do I want it on YouTube? Uh, where do I, where do, what's the best place to put it? You know, what's, what's going to help make me a living and, and get it out to the most people possible. And, and I, I don't have a 20 something year old to tell me the answers to those questions. So I'm, I'm flying blind. I know, uh, with a lot of people with things like Spotify, uh, and Pandora, they keep on saying how little they end up making at the end of the day. Once, once the numbers come back in. Yeah. Um, Although I do get checks from Spotify, and it's it's it seems like a little more than than some of the figures I've heard bandied about. But uh, you know, I'm not getting a million plays or anything. But uh, but I like the I like the technology. I like the new world where uh, it's it's so easy to find new music. You got to wade through a bunch of shit to get to it. But uh, but I like the fact that that can be done. And so I'm I'm looking forward to trying to figure out how to how to release this digitally. Okay. Well, I think uh, that answers most of the questions I had. Good good luck with uh, with the CD. It's uh, it's a great listen, and glad to hear that you are okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm doing fine. I just uh, there's, there's been a lot of that stuff in my past, you know. Well, thank you for taking the time to talk with me. We will see you then. All right. Thank you, Elmer. Bye.